there are some interesting sites in you know, Brighton and kind of on the south coast. I love mm. the idea of bringing Leven to the um, to the seaside. Obviously, there's a lot of um, interest in staycations and people staying you know, more close to home. That's Tim Griffin, one of the founders of Wellbrook Hospitality, who was our special guest this week to help us explore design's role in hotel development. Design and architecture enthusiasts, wherever you are and however you are listening, welcome to Design Pod with me, Hamish Kilburn, and my co-host, interior designer, Harriet Ford. Hi, so, Harriet. Welcome to Design Pod yet again. Great How to are see you? you. I'm really well, thank you. Yes, good, very well. Good. I think we've all got this sense of optimism. Exactly. As we're in 2022, things are moving forward. Absolutely. So, for this episode, mm. we're looking at development in design. Now, mm. specifically, we're not talking about hotel development as mm. such, although our guest goes into mm. that. Mm. We're talking about personal development mm-hmm. and how to, to move forward. So, mm. that really begs the question as to how you got into the industry, interior design, mm. and became mm. the president or the past Mm. president now of the British Mm. Institute of Interior Design. Mm. Tell us more. Well, I started my interior design journey a long, long time ago, uh, having come out of university, having actually done a textiles degree and um, prior to that, an interior design course. I um, moved into becoming a design assistant and the company I worked for worked in hospitality. And then this is how it all evolved. And essentially, I worked for most of the rest of my working life before I worked for myself um, in hospitality, large uh, companies, hospitality companies. And then once moving into my own business, again, hospitality, but mixing up with residential. So I've done the whole range of different uh, mm. different spheres. Do you think climbing the ladder today is the same as it was for you back then? I think it's, it's always going to be a balance between <coughs> education and experience. Mm. And I think how you achieve that can be done in many different ways. But I think you need probably to do a bit of both. You could do the whole thing just starting as a design assistant, learning completely on the job. But you do need to supplement that uh, with with external sources, I think, probably. Um, But equally, you can't just sit in a theoretical if you go through a formal education system, you could keep doing more and more education, you know, more and more courses. You actually need to get out into the real world because that is where the majority of the learning happens. Also just life experience as yeah. well. Just... I mean, it's not just, and also, you know, we talk about doing a job and jobs require more skills than just the specific thing that you're working on. You know, it's life skills within how to be in an office, how to deal with being teams, how to deal with clients, et cetera, et cetera. All these things that don't, don't get taught at uni anyway. Mm. Mm. And actually, with this whole digital mentality, Mm. oh my God, I I was reading an article the other day about the metaverse and it actually terrified me. I had a nightmare about it to think that we're all just going to be avatars. I know, I know, exactly. I keep thinking, what's the upside of this? But there's so, I think it's so damaging to. But it's, it's, it's positive to look at mm. look forward, but also, you know, when we look at Zoom just as it is or Zoom meetings or whatever, it's very easy for, for juniors mm. in design who are who are trying to develop in their own rights mm. to, to be seen and be heard. Mm. It's so much easier doing that in a physical space. Mm. Mm. It's terrifying. Definitely. And I saw recently that there was um, some video conferencing, which is actually 3D being marketed. And um, and I and I was really unsure about that. You know, this was to give somebody more of a sense of the person being in the room rather than a two D screen, and you just can't read the what's going on from the body language so much. And I just thought, okay, I understand it. If you're on the other side of the world and from a carbon footprint point of view, that's a really good way to to sort of you know not 
take up everyone's time by having to do the travel mm. and the da 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 da. But at the same time, it's like, where are we? Are we actually just going to all be isolated in our little boxes and there are going to be 3D versions of us running around? I know, it's doing, a terrifying prospect, life. but actually, we don't know where it's going to end up. No, but it's, it's looking to me like it, we're, we're heading further towards that, that step yeah, of the method. But also, it's, you know, if you're older, you, you know how it, it isn't like that or how mm. it's not been like that. But if you're, in the, if you're much younger these days, you don't, you live already in that world to mm. some extent so you've no experience of it not being like that mm. and obviously the, the the pandemic was a huge catalyst for for things going online but another thing that the catalyst was was a real sort of um well it really helped develop was was people's mindsets to to move on mm. so many designers Absolutely. that i've spoken to recently decided to change their lifestyle from a large studio and actually set up independently mm. or work for a smaller interior design firm because they want more touch points around the projects. Mm. And our next guest, Timothy Griffin, mm. um, who has set up with his colleagues Wellbrook Hospitality, mm. did just that. I don't think it was in line with the, the pandemic. I think the plan was always there. But it's just interesting to me that now there's more empathy for those who are going out alone mm. Um, mm. and actually a lot of value for, for them personally in their development. Mm. I do. I, I know it does when you break away from from a large organisation, it does give you the freedom to be much more who you want to be and do things your own way. But I think you can only probably do that once you've got some experience under your belt. Absolutely. And he, he, I know he's got a long <clears throat> history of of hotel um, experience, which has obviously t brought him to this point where he's able to, to go and do that, which mm. is fantastic. Um, I th I'd be very nervous somebody starting out like that. Mm. But once you've got all that experience under your belt and un understood how the industry works, and then you want to actually go and do something a bit different with it, fantastic. I mean, argue the most experience in lifestyle, mm. one of the, the brains behind um, the Hoxton brand, mm. which is fabulous. And mm. and I think we should just listen to the interview. Yeah, so definitely. listen to Tim Griffin, who is the co-founder of Wellbrook Hospitality, who's recently opened their first hotel, Leaven. This series of Design Pod is sponsored by Minotti London, the UK home of the Italian furniture brand that puts stylish luxury into unmatched comfort. Well, welcome, Tim. Welcome to Design yes. Pod. Amazing. Good to see you. So this has all come about because I reviewed your fantastic hotel in Manchester mm. called Levin. Thank Tell you. us a bit more about Levin. Sure. So uh, Levin opened uh, literally eight weeks ago. Um, it's located. I was first in. in. You were the first in, practically. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's they were shocked. They didn't know I was coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, like to, you like to make an entrance. <laughs> Uh, we rolled out the red carpet really quickly <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. when we, when we realised. <laughs> um, it's located in the village uh, district of Manchester, which, as you know, is really vibrant and historic. And it's in a, a lovely old um, canal building, an old uh, warehouse uh, on the corner of Cholton and, uh, and Canal Street. So it's a beautiful, uh, beautiful building and a, a really exciting neighbourhood. So we're mm. thrilled to be part of the fabric of, uh, of town. Mm. I would go as far to say as I think it's going to really change that neighbourhood. It's going to be sensitive to, to what it has been and what it is, but actually add a little bit of luxury where, where it's needed. Yeah, we think so. And um, you know, one of the reasons why we chose that neighbourhood is that it's, um, it's, it's, all, it's already very interesting. And as I say, you know, very rich fabric, a lot of creativity and interesting people and businesses and um, events going on there. So when you want to add to that by adding a, an additional layer, um, and, you know, we're really excited to be, you know, contributing, I think, to, you know, really helping to build that, that area of the city. Mm. And um, so, so you're, you're co-founder or founder of Wellbrook Hospitality, which is a, a new brand, which we will talk about, of course. But what I really want to just get across is you, you designed that hotel and it's, it's your vision. 
talk us through what the design um, concept was and how that sort of came to life. Sure, with pleasure. Um, so, um, so Wellbrook Hospitality is, uh, was founded by uh, three of us, so uh, PJ um, Kenny um, and uh, Sanchan Bala Christian and myself. Um, we're a, a management company, and we can talk a little bit more about what we what we get up to. But yeah, yeah. Um, one of our brands is is Leaven, um, and we came up with the Leaven brand um, really. Um, just thinking very deeply about what consumers uh, want to experience nowadays in the in the hotel world, um, and the word "leaven" comes from the old English with uh, Dutch and German roots um, for the word "live." Mm. So we thought that was a really great foundation to build a brand upon to create spaces that people could enjoy on their own terms um, and really experience it in a way that that is meaningful for them at this time um, in their lives. And I think, as we all know, we're interested in you know in, in design and hotels and. A lot of hotel experiences tend to be designed for the hoteliers um, and you know designed around the, the business as opposed to the needs of the people using the spaces. So we saw a big opportunity to create a, a brand that really was designed around the customer's experience um, and how they felt in the spaces. So you know eliminating as many rules as we as we could you know we have you know free uh, early and late check-in um you know just a lot of flexibility around how the guest um, enjoys the spaces mm. um, and that really kind of led and fed into how those spaces were designed mm. as well. I was talking to a GM when I was looking around and he said, I was asking about the art curation. He was like, I don't actually know. Tim just sort of decided <laughs> what we were going to do. So. <laughs> Well, was it a conscious? He hadn't read the was, guide yet. So. Oh no, I haven't got him in trouble. <laughs> there's, there's a, a, there's a, a foundation to all of the art selection. That I'm, I'm sure I'm, it's I'm very, been very well thought through. No, thank you. It's um, it's exciting actually that we have over 300 individual pieces of art throughout the mm, throughout the building, and it was a joy selecting them. And really, the theme that that leads through it all is life and how life is experienced. So that's you know referenced in it. There's a lot of, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, you know interesting people and characters mm. and faces throughout the art. Um, um, there's, you know, quite a bit of um, uh, uh, buildings, you know, throughout Manchester and the UK and various other things. Yeah, so all of it is about place. individuality mm. and, and life. Uh, so it's quite fun, you know, curating and pulling all those pieces together. And uh, I think the spaces feel great. Mm. Mm. In, in sort of generic terms, um, the designing for luxury and lifestyle, it just comes up, I think it brings up a lot of challenges in order to, you know, select the right materials, create the right feel. Um, it's challenging, more challenging, I think, than, than designing a luxury hotel. I think so, because, um, yeah, I guess in a way, luxury is almost easier because you know to go full out on mm. you know all of the luxe materials and so forth and as you say to get that you know that balance right within the the area that, that we operate in um it's very much about having a you know a sense of luxury and we've been very aware of the um you know the textiles we use uh, you know throughout the building and also very focused on on real materials mm -hmm. such as you know lovely you know velvets and leathers and and woods and so forth so you know having that sense of um you know uh, of a tactile experience mm -hmm. is, is and very important so you kind of get the sense of luxe from that um, but also you know to balance that we've um, really built on the fabric of the of the building mm. you know it's um, the exposed brick and you know lovely um, you know timbers that are original to the to the building um, you know concrete that's exposed as well so respecting all of those components of the building and when you layer all those lovely textiles on top of it mm. it just comes together you know really nicely so you mm. get that sense of luxe but also a sense of realness and um, 
uh, and you you create a space that people enjoy and feel comfortable in. I was just about to say it's all about comfort, really, because exactly. luxury doesn't always necessarily sp speak comfort to me because yes. it can be a bit uptight. Exactly. So actually, it's more about the sort of the felt, um, the, it's sort of slightly unconscious felt experience of walking into a space where you just feel good in it. You don't quite know why, but it just appeals to your senses. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right, and mm. a lot of that I think comes from the desire to create a space that felt residential, mm. um, and as you say, where you immediately feel at home in the space and. A lot of that comes from, you know, from the, the layering of the, um, you know, the, the textiles with all the, you know, the components of the building, but also the art and the, the kind of knickknacks and chachkis and, you know, mm. lots of books and mm. just so you immediately feel at home when you come into the... Into and, the and just savvy marketing as well, you know, like, I love the merchandise you've got in the lobby and throughout, you know, even the um, Do Not Disturb signs are quirky and interesting and mm. it's just, I mean, how much thought, how, how early on do you, do you think about the, the brand of, of Leaven before the building came about and the the interior design scheme very early so we came onto the project um, quite late it, it took about nine years to um, for the property owners to uh, to get the building to the point um, that, that we're at now um, and we came on board about, about nine months ago mm -hmm. so Wellbook moved you know very quickly to be able to help to you know finish um, the, the build out and kind of pre-opening services and the interior design components um, and now we're operating it under a hotel management uh, agreement and um, so we we moved quite rapidly um, with that, but um, saying that you know building out the components of the brand and what the brand the, the brand stood for and understanding what the um, the brand pillars were was was really critical for us mm -hmm. and it was important for us to have a, a really firm foundation for, for the brand so we put a lot of thought into into what the brand stood for mm. um, and then how is that articulated for our guests and obviously you know interior design is one component the you know the service piece is another um, and the other one is the graphic design and those kind of touch points as you journey through the mm. your experience with the brand and that starts with the website you know right through to the you know your confirmation emails you know right through to your signage when you come mm -hmm. you know to the front door what mm -hmm. does that look like mm -hmm. and what message does it send mm -hmm. um and then through to the check-in experience and as you say all those other kind of touch points throughout the hotel whether it's you know signage or the you know do not disturb signs mm -hmm. and just those other kind of surprise moments so we thought about every single one of those mm -hmm. those moments mm -hmm. um and and spent a lot of time thinking about the design of each of those as mm -hmm. well because as you said it you know it really creates a um it's quite a few unexpected moments and that's yeah you really notice memorable. those little things when you go to hotels you think oh someone's really thought about that mm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah. And someone's done something that's interesting quirky not cheesy but just kind of like nice fun yeah. but without being sort of silly it's just uh, <laughs> uplifts things a bit yeah and we had a lot of fun with the merch as well as you said you know designing leather sweaters that. and okay. baseball caps and mm. uh, even got face masks you know the, the whole thing and again it's it fashionable uh, <laughs> I, I never wore you know the you look great in that you look great in it you know the um, white socks the, the, the yes, high top white socks yes. I've never worn them I've always gone for trainer socks but <laughs> yes. now, so now I've got no excuse now and I was like oh okay yeah now I look fashionable yeah. thanks Lemon <laughs> Yeah, we, we love that people are putting on Instagram the Levin <laughs> socks, and uh, there's a lot of foot modelling going on with Levin <laughs> socks. We, we have a free pair in every room, which is um, you know it's fun fun for guests to, yeah. to take home with them. What products well. do you uh, have you put in the bathrooms? I'm always curious to see what people do with those. Yeah, so we have the Grown Alchemist, um, mm -hmm. which is a um, a brand that's very yeah, has a foundation in, in sustainable um, ingredients mm. and um, you know a big focus on the botanicals for, for the product. Mm -hmm. um, and and the reason I went with 
with them is that the bottles are very pretty in the, in yes, the, really in the first instance. They fit with the colour scheme. Indeed, absolutely, they, they look good. Um, and then secondary, you know, obviously <laughs> part of that was about the sustainable yeah. you know, component as well. So um, so that's the reason why we, yeah. why we, we probably find them. Are they them. refillable or are they little? Indeed they yes, are, so they that are, was very so important None of these throwing away of hundreds of little plastic absolutely. bottles, which yes. always feels tragic. Even Indeed. if it's a lovely brand, you just think... Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We were very keen to have refillable um, containers. And, yeah. and they're not attached to the wall as well. And again, mm -hmm. that's a, um, a, a kind of message that we felt that was important, that we trust our, our customers and we didn't want to yeah, attach them to the wall so you can you know, use them. And again, mm -hmm. it feels residential. I don't think any of us have our shampoo screwed to the wall. At, at no, we don't. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Levin seems to have established itself um, in Manchester, which to me makes a lot of sense. You know, there's, there's a lot going on in Manchester. It's vibrant. It seems to be the, the cultural hub in the north, I would say. Are there any other cities or destinations you're looking at to expand to with Levin? Yeah, you sure. Can tell us about? Yeah, of course. Um, you're, you're right. Manchester was uh, was ideal for the, the first Levin to open. Um, and, and from that, we were certainly looking and talking about uh, sites in, in London. Uh, we'd love to have uh, one or two here. Um, equally, New York City, a, a place very close to my heart after mm. living so many years there, would be wonderful mm. to open there and we're having some conversations uh, around sites there. Um, there are some interesting sites in you know, Brighton and kind of on the south coast. I mm. love the idea of bringing Levin to the um, to the seaside. You know, I think there's a, obviously there's a lot of um, interest in staycations and people staying you know more close to home and um, just seeing that kind of renaissance of some of those you know wonderful Grand Victorian mm. um, towns on the you know on the coast uh, mm. you know, would be great. So we're talking to property owners about the sites there as well, um, and then one or two interesting um, cities in Europe also. Yes. So I can't say too much more, wow. but uh, we're having lots busy. of conversations. And, and the interior design scheme for those, will, will that come in time or do you have an idea of, of what you're wanting to achieve in, in say, London, for example? Yeah, the, the um, you know, that... that because London's just full of so many different villages, if absolutely. you like. I mean, you really absolutely. have to work out Do you want the brand to be ident identifiable throughout in a very strong way or is it just going to be a sort of thread that follows through you know, and it yeah. will develop depending on where it's actually located? Sure, that, that's a great question. And mm. the um, the thread really is, is the feeling. So mm. as long as we have the essence of, of Levin and that feeling of, you know, being immediately at home when you when you step into the space that that's what we're looking mm. for so some of that comes from the location of the of the, the hotel um, and something we certainly wouldn't want to pursue is having a cookie cutter experience where the leather Manchester you know is, is the mm. same in, in London mm. or New York or, or Lisbon or, or wherever mm. um, so you absolutely we'll make sure that each hotel feels very of its neighborhood mm. um, but it feels very much like 11 from an experience perspective mm. 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 Um, and Wellbrook Hospitality you when did that launch and, and how did that launch? Because you were originally at um, Ennismore, you all were at Ennismore and you've, you've moved into your own territory, which is massively exciting and I can imagine presents its own set of challenges. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, um, what a ridiculous time to set up your own business. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the best time. It personally. is the best time. I say that in jest. Um, <laughs> yeah, we, we, you know, it was, it was a wonderful time, you know, because now it's, it's just full of opportunities, you know, particularly for, you know, a bunch of people like us who are looking to do things, you know, differently and, and creatively and innovatively and, and just, you know, turn things on their, on their heads. So we came together a, a year ago, you know, with the idea of wanting to create a, a business that um, created inspiring and inspired hospitality brands. Mm. Um, so that that's part of our business is creating these brands and Levin is, is one of them. Um, and then the other part of the business is 
um, hotel management agreements, so operating um, hotels and also the um, the um, technical service agreements for, for pre-opening as well. And that's what we did with, with Levin. So we're co-owners of the Levin brand. Uh, we also manage the uh, the Levin Manchester property under under an HMA. So that's the, the essence of our business. Mm-hmm. Um, but what really sets us apart is that, you know, we're three, you know, um, relatively young, uh, <laughs> <laughs> dynamic uh, mm-hmm. people who, who really want to um, create experiences around the guest and, um, and 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 that really helped to break some of the rules of, of legacy hospitality. And, yeah, and you're um, able to do that because you're yeah. the owners and the designers indeed. as well, yeah. which gives you a real yeah. opportunity. Absolutely, yeah. and I, I think nowadays and responsibility as well, as well. I guess indeed, absolutely. Yeah. And I think you know now, you know, hospitality has had a, a really challenging time over the last uh, you know couple of years, and for any businesses to be successful, mm. you've got to think about doing things differently. So mm. I think you know the you know the the comfort level with going with. Um, you know, historic and, and legacy hotel operators uh, is really coming to an end or it's, mm. it's high risk to do what's been done before. So, um, you know, something that differentiates us is that we are looking at things in a very, you know, very fresh way and very flexible with our agreements and, um, mm. you know, terms and all, all the rest of it. So, um, yeah, it's about bringing some life to our to an industry mm. that, that really needs it right now. Yeah, do you, do you think true. that the whole COVID thing has actually changed the way people eventually design hotels? Or do you think that's a, that's a long-running thing or do you think that's something that's actually not, you know, was a sort of, not I won't say flash in the pan, but was a reaction to a specific situation where, you know, we're now further down the line and we may or may not be coming in and out of it, but is it something long-term you, you have to feel that, as an operator, you have to implement, keep the customers happy or is Absolutely. it something... Yeah. Yeah. I, I think undoubtedly it, it's changed. Um, you know the, um, the the needs certainly, as you say, are perhaps tapering off from what they were mm. you know, a year, eighteen months ago. But I think things that are are going to hang around is a desire to have more space in in rooms, um, and that doesn't mean they have to be you know massive. Obviously, you know designing op- optimizing a building to make sure that the um, the building is viable for a hotel, mm. of course, will remain critical. But I think the days of having, you know, very small boxes in hotels with mm. the focus on public spaces, you know, I, I think that will probably evolve a little bit. Mm. So I think a desire to have more space um, in rooms is important. Mm. Um, and Lever Manchester, you know, we have, you know, quite generously spaced rooms mm. and, you know, some of them have a, have a kitchen. So, you you know, if you really wanted to button, batten down the hatches, mm. you could mm. you could do it and just stay mm. in your room. Great for hotel handstands. Indeed, do some hotel handstands. <laughs> I saw those posts. <laughs> Um, and then I think that, you know, the, um, yeah, embracing more natural materiality as mm. well from a design perspective, yeah. you know, there is a, you know, you're seeing, you know, much more florals and botanicals, for example, you know, coming through in design and just that kind of connection with nature. Mm. Um, and I being think, bold as well yeah, as an empathy for people taking risks to be bold. Absolutely. Mm. But yeah. the other thing that I've noticed, um, at CES this year, there was a noticeable lack of hotel tech, which mm. to me suggests that hotels in the future will less be judged on what tech is there, but how adaptable they can be to the consumer tech that's coming in. With with technology changing all the time, how how conscious do you have to be um, around those trends for, for consumers and to ensure that the hotel is speaking the language of those that are checking in? Yeah, indeed, and it's, um, you know, for us, it, it's again it taking it back to you know to a residential feeling as that um 
using a hotel bedroom or checking into a hotel shouldn't feel like hard work where you've got to read the instruction manual. So I, I think um, it's important mm. for the the tech to service the, the guests as opposed to, to the other way around. So mm. um, I'm, you know, a full um, supporter of almost low tech, um, mm-hmm. but where it's very intuitive. And, yeah, absolutely. Mm. So, you know, the lights aren't overly complicated, you know, to work. It's, you know, it's very mm. intuitive. Um, you know, you can bring your own device and, um, you know, and use that without having, you know, to navigate complicated TV systems. Um, so just where everything feels, you know, very Apple-esque, where it's, mm. you know, it's just very intuitive and it works. Um, also, I, just, so I don't think we need to be technology leaders necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the hotel, well, my personal opinion was just very well specced, like quality products. And, and that really, when you take it down to um, the basics of, of luxury, it's all about quality, quality materials, quality um, brands that you're, you're using and, and that work and they're intuitive at the end yes, of the day, yeah. as you say. So how did you get into design? How did you get into to what you're doing now and, and hotels? And where did that journey start? And were there any opportunities along the way of you going down a different route and tell us more about your journey yeah gosh um so well i wanted to be a lawyer um (laughs) which is madness uh in retrospect uh so i I studied gcse law at 16 Mm. and then a level law and i fully intended to to do a degree in law but um, whilst I was studying, I was working as a as a waiter um, in a small hotel um, in Somerset, where I was uh, where I was born, um, and I was having so much fun as mm. a as a waiter. And then I moved to the front desk, and I'm like, this is this is a, a riot. Mm. I, you know, I, I loved engaging with with the guests and and just the whole experience of of being part of the hotel team. And I uh, I spoke with a, a friend at, um, who's my 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 business studies uh, friend. Uh, at a level and and she's like well you know you can study hotel management mm-hmm. and i had no idea you could do a, a degree in hotel management mm-hmm. so i uh, spoke to my parents and said you know mum and dad i don't want to be a lawyer anymore i want to <laughs> i want to study hotel management and of course they were devastated yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i was kidding they, they were super supportive um so i i, I switched routes and uh, and decided to study hotel management so i um i did a you know a ba in um in hotel management at Thames Valley University in Ealing in West London um, and part of that was a one-year industrial placement so I uh, I was working for Hilton uh, at the time in, in London um, at the front desk and uh, I looked through the Hilton brochure and I'd always wanted to work in New York and I found the best hotel in, in New York within Hilton it was the Waterford Story on Park Avenue mm-hmm. the original Waldorf um, built in 1931 and I managed to get a internship there at the front desk for a year so mm. that was how my journey in the in the US started so okay. I um I came back finished my degree. designed terribly I, <laughs> <laughs> I need to redo it <laughs> no, so I um I, they ended up giving me a full-time job so I finished my degree in London went back and ended up spending another eight years or so with with Hilton in various ops roles in front office housekeeping mm. um revenue and revenue management and so forth mm-hmm. um and then you know, came back to, to London and um joined the Hoxton team as um, operations director and then general manager of the first um, Hoxton in, in Shoreditch in East London. Um, and Shran Patricia at the time acquired the Hoxton brand with a view to, to growing um, growing the business. Mm. Um, so as we started to then you know build a, um, a structure that enabled us to scale the, the Hoxton brand. Um, and that was so pivotal for, for the hospitality industry back Indeed, then. yeah, mm. absolutely. It was it's, huge. It was, um, yeah, rewrote uh, quite a number of the, of the rules with, within uh, the <laughs> hotel experience. So... Mm. Um, so I, at that point, I became brand director for the, the growing business. Mm-hmm. So at that point, and as more, I had a, you know, a second London site in Hoburn and, and Paris. Um, so my role with it as brand director was really everything um, brand related. So really great, bottling the essence job. of the brand. It was, it was super yeah. fun. Um, we had a you know super great team. So we covered everything from PR to 
you know, uh, graphic design to um, digital marketing, mm. uh, you know, retail, um, your yeah, activation. So all of those kind of fun components of the brand that really um, convey what the brand is about to the consumer mm. was, was part of my remit. Um, so we had a lot of fun, you know, doing that and, and, and really bottling the essence of the Hoxton brand so we could grow it, as a, you know, across the world. Mm. Mm. Um, and then we, um, the Hoxton acquired the, uh, the first site in, in the US, in, mm. in New York. So I was, um, I was shipped over to New York to mm. set up a, the um, office uh, there in Brooklyn uh, with a view to creating a central team to, to grow the, the Hoxton brand in mm. the US. And really over the last four years as managing director for North America, I've uh, opened the hotels in uh, LA, Chicago, Portland, Oregon, and, mm. uh, and New York. So it's been a bit busy though. It's wow. been busy. That's yeah. why I have no hair left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually opening 25. A ho- opening a hotel is no mean feat. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. And doing four of them within less than a year. And that yeah, was, uh, yeah, yeah. That was a lot, That's enough a to fun. really. Boom. Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and really that, that brought us to, you know, to where we are now. Wanting, mm. Um, you know, with with my my former colleagues to you know set out on our own and and, and do um, you know fun interesting things within mm. you know under the Wellbrook uh, banner. Yeah. So was that was that a uh, nothing spontaneous? I'm sure, but was that a long considered um, desire of yours? You know, objective of yours, or was that something that just seemed like a good thing at the time and you just went with it instinctively to make that change? I, I, I wish I was that instinctive, but it, it, <laughs> I've, been, I've been thinking about it for, for quite some time. Yeah. And um, yeah, I was with the Hoxton and as more fit for almost 10 years. Mm. So I think when you get to that point within a business, it's great just to step back and reassess, you know, what does, what does my future look like mm. here? Mm. Um, so Sharan, the CEO and founder of, of Venezmore, and, and I had a, you know, had a, a number of conversations and, um, you know, we agreed um, an 18 month transition plan mm for me and I you know I, I wanted to you know set out on my own so um you know it was out of respect for the business to to have that type of transition yeah. and yeah. then to move into you know to 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 the future that we have now of course because yeah, yeah. you're now competitors oh not at all <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's lots of space for all of us yeah it's a friendly industry isn't it? <laughs> what would you say are the main um trends at the moment uh, the reason why I ask is because um Levin, when I reviewed it, didn't have its F&B spaces open, but I imagine once F&B opens and the co-working spaces are, are kind of used um, you know, and utilised more, it will look and feel different just in itself. So, so what would you say are the, the real sort of trends that designers should be bottling up and putting into their projects? Yeah, um, the, so we have the, the coffee bar in, in Levin and um, you, know, you can get some you know, great cocktails. So um, yeah, everything you need is, is mm-hmm. within the hotel, but we've got another three floors um, underneath the, the mm-hmm. lobby. And as you say, the intention there is to um, uh, open it as, as a restaurant and also a, a very sexy cocktail bar. So mm-hmm. we're in advanced conversations with, with some partners to, to do that. So that'll be happening um, this year. Uh, yeah, without well, yeah, a doubt. Away day. Oh, yeah. Let's have an away day. <laughs> away day. Yeah. <laughs> so, for, you know, from a design perspective, yeah, mm. I, I think you know that thread we were talking about before about that, you know, that residential and immediately feeling at home. Certainly, from a, a restaurant experience, mm. uh, remains remains true. I think, um, you know, all day dine, dining and you know flexibility mm. of, of the dining experience. So I think bringing is in bringing in an outside operator to to do the um, a, a creative partner. Yeah. So we'll we'll yeah. work with someone creatively mm. on the the concept for, for the restaurant and, and mm. the design as well. Mm. 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 Exciting. Yeah, we're yeah. super excited. Yeah. yeah. We will have the red cup rolled out for this. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you have I to think, I think we'll be slurring at the end <laughs> of that episode. <laughs> 
I'm not sure how the handstands will be. Then. <laughs> well, actually, Tim, you can do handstands as well. So. Not as good as you. You can <laughs> hold me up. I started the handstand challenge just before lockdown, and then, of course, lockdown happened, and I just never took it any further. But wow. I need to resurrect that one again. Yeah. Well, well you've got doing. a great teacher in Amish. Actually, can you do a headstand? Actually, can you do a headstand? <laughs> yeah. You can. We'll He's like, yeah, I can do yeah, it all. I can do that in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds pretty Irish. Yeah, that is very Irish. Don't do it in his hotel. Yes. <laughs> it's fine, it's all for the grand. So, <laughs> Tim, we've got some quick fire questions for mm, you. Yikes. I don't know if you've listened to the previous episodes. We're not prepared, you're not prepared. They're just mm. going to come off the cuff. Mm. So my first question to you is, was there ever an idea that didn't work in, in your career? Gosh, does it have to be a quick fight? Oh, yeah. uh, no, not if it's juicy. <laughs> um, golly, we, well, just something that springs to mind immediately was the, the design of the corridors. And um, in uh, Leather Manchester, the initial plan was to have some kind of very bold paint lines through there. Mm. Um, but then thinking it through and, and chatting it over with, um, with Josh Senior, our, our, our partner there, um, it, it wasn't a great idea, so we we you know went with a lovely kind of panelled and ferrumble paint, and it's, mm. it it feels very warm and and appropriate for the site. Mm. So I don't know if that's a very juicy uh, answer. Well, I was expecting like that's demolition recent. of a building. Yeah. Or... <laughs> <laughs> You're fired, you, turned off the wrong side. Well. Yes, yeah, so mine's more on the personal level. So I'm always interested. Um, a physical book or digital books? Physical, always. Mm. My uh, my sitting room at home, we have floor-to-ceiling um, bookcases and just lots and lots of books. Mm. So mm. Um, every now and again, we have to take all the hard books down from the higher shelves because mm -hmm. they start to sag a, a little <laughs> bit. So, but I, lo I love a real book, and I particularly love a hard book as well. Hard okay. book as yeah. well. So I always see those. And what are you? you fiction, non-fiction, <clears throat> autobiographies? A, a blend. I always have two books on the go. Mm -hmm. So my morning book tends to be kind of um, a little more spiritual. So mm. I'm reading Autobiography of a Yogi um, at the moment, which is uh, everyone should read it I think it's it's really life-changing mm. and inspiring wow. so I kick off my day with some thought provokers um, and then in the evening um, over a glass of wine I'll um, I read some trashy novel okay so. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm not telling you about <laughs> it's always good to have a couple of things on the go because you never know quite which way your mood goes yeah and also yeah. I, I love the FT weekend so every yeah. week um, we, we, we get that because it always has such a broad range that. of coverage yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's great it's, it? it really does make you you know think from a design perspective yeah. and yeah. Um, you know, and everything else. It's yeah, and that couldn't, be read, that couldn't be read digitally at all. No, it I mean, I'm sure you can read it digitally. Why have a pink newspaper but exactly, when you... you, you <laughs> but also you've got all the nice the supplements and the bits and pieces, exactly. which just wouldn't work quite yeah. so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, away from work, when you're, when you're shutting off and you've potentially got Netflix or other streaming channels on, What's your guilty pleasure? Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone loves Bridgerton, of course, so I devoured that like oh, God, uh, yeah. everyone else. And we were chatting about it a little more, and I'm a little mm. ashamed to say that I also devoured Emily in Paris, <laughs> <laughs> which is controversial, I know, but uh, it's kind of like a warm bath, I think. You know, mm. you just get in it, and it just feels pretty good. So. I, I went through the first series, and I could do it. I'm on the second, I'm struggling. <laughs> yeah, maybe get in a bath with some wine and, <laughs> and finish it. And it will Not doing a handstand. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I think we all need those, don't we? It's, it's all about you know what you need. It's like a book at different times, different days. Some days you just need to zone out because you need to just 
switch off your head and exactly. get into something fluffy. Mm, exactly. And other times you're just open to learning and being more sort of uh, more cognitive. More challenged. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. And you know, you can't not love the fashion in Emily in Paris, right? No, so, that's I mean, there's so a lot true. of lot of yeah. interesting mm. fashion going I on. I have there. yet to experience this one. I'm, and I'm on, I'm on genius other... marketing plans. Yes, just yeah. come absolutely. off the top of their head. <laughs> 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 um, all three of us are, are into yoga in yes. some form of capacity, yes. yeah, 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 which yeah. is a really interesting yeah, yeah, yeah. link between us. Yogaing for thirty years. Goodness, I can't oh. sound an expert because you'd never say you're an expert in yoga. It's, no, a, it's a journey. Never happens. It is a journey. But um, yeah, definitely. But how how does that help you sort of see clearly a vision and uh, you know shut minds off, but also just you know have a hobby on the outside of work it yeah. can be all encompassing our work for yeah sure. absolutely and it's um yoga has become a, a really important part of my life and i um i wish i discovered it earlier so my yoga journey probably started probably about 10 or 12 years ago mm. um so i'm a big proponent of um of the classic 26 and 2 hot yoga so mm -hmm. i practice that two or three times a week um as well as vinyasa and mm. actually i did a teaching qualification in san francisco um, a couple of years ago so I've you can been, teach uh, a class. Teaching. Indeed, I'd love to. Oh, I've got this um, whole idea forming <laughs> now of a design yoga class. Absolutely, let's do it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, absolutely. It helps yeah. me have a sense of, of clarity. Um, and, and I think everyone should do yoga, you know, to whatever their capacity is, or mm. is just to do some form of yogic movement mm. will like bring joy to your life. Forget yeah, doing absolutely. a gym, but just actually have, have yoga Well, classes. we have some lovely um, 11 yoga mats coming. They haven't arrived yet, okay. but we've designed these great yoga mats. Mm. So I'm excited to, to roll those out, literally roll them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that for me, that, that um, brings up the, the argument of uh, tech-free spaces, but also from a developer's perspective, these spaces that aren't going to create revenue, but are going to add value to the consumer journey. Mm. I think it's becoming so much more, um, clients are so much more willing to, to have those spaces, co-working space. Mm. You know, um, I was talking to um, co-working spaces, uh, uh, CEOs the other day on a panel discussion, and they were all saying how in their, in their um, arena, if you like, they have yoga areas, tech-free spaces, which they would never consider before because it's not bringing any, any revenue in. Yeah. But it really, really does, I think, change the the argument and actually it's about putting value forward. Yeah, yeah and it fits absolutely. completely into the wellness culture as well. Totally. You know, in, a, in, a, in a very nice, un-woo-woo sort of, um, way. Mm. It's just everyone knows to switch off the phone. Actually, when you do yoga, you switch off your phone as well, so it's quite, yeah. quite, yeah, quite absolutely. Tune out. But um, actually giving someone the opportunity, making it accessible for them. Um, as well, you know, you don't, it doesn't need to be complicated. You know, you could just actually give somebody, you know, eight eight moves to do, and in fifteen minutes, and mm. that's that's great. Yeah, and it's mm, so yeah. much better than doing nothing. Absolutely. It doesn't have to be an hour and a quarter's class if you just want to do that in the morning. Get up, do that, and then off you go. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Tim, we're running out of time, but my final question to you is all about Wellbrook Hospitality. Where where do you see it in the future? What's next? Are there going to be other brands? What what can we expect? Can you tell us anything? Yeah, sure, um, <laughs> absolutely. So more more Levens, uh, mm. undoubtedly. So with with our partners Ben and uh, Josh Senior, um, from with Brandco. So. Um, uh, yeah, rolling out more levens without a doubt. Mm. Uh, we have some other brands as well that we are working on with other property owners. So um, you look Will out. Will you stay for, in the hotel space? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. We are um, with Leaven in particular looking uh, yeah. at co-working spaces mm. as well, and we have another brand that we're working on um, separately that will involve um, a, you know creative um, spaces for, for people to you know creative people to mm. to engage with. So Amazing. lots more to come in yeah. different guises. So mm. excited to talk to you about mm. something else uh, down the line mm. pretty soon. And right? yoga class. And, and your yoga classes, classes. <laughs> definitely. Thank you so much, Tim. That's a pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you both. Thanks Thank for having you. me.
So wasn't that great, Hamish? So Jeez. fascinating. So fantastic. Such a, a ball of energy that we I really know, need today. I know. And I love that we all bonded over yoga. Yeah. <laughs> it's always really nice to have a subject matter that's outside of what we're talking about specifically to all go, yeah, we all do that. Yeah, and it's such it a back. and it's such a great sort of, you know, feel good thing to do as mm, well. Mm. Um, Honestly, that so, hotel as well is just it's it's fascinating. Yeah. When I wrote I think I said the review is like Levens arrived fashionably late at the party and gate crashed bringing its own booze but to me that is really what the feeling is it's yeah. just like we're going to arrive we're going to break the rules we're sensitive to the location but we're going to do our own thing and actually allow the consumer to have their own state it's, yeah. it's just I think so many brands can can take lessons from that I think we need an away day up there don't we're you? so going to do we're it doing cocktails we're yeah. going to, I think we're going to have to do some yoga in the reception area as well I think pub crawls <laughs> needed as well <laughs> pub crawls aside <laughs> Back to the main business. Yes, totally. Let's our talk about our next guest. guest. So yes. our next guest is Hannah Yedev, mm. who is um, a principal at Studio Carter. So I met Hannah um, at Hicks event last year, which mm. was fantastic. Mm, I heard it and was great. And she was doing, um, she was part of an installation around wellness mm -hmm. with, um, with with other designers and uh, and the brand Nestwell, which is really interesting how they've created these 12 principles of wellness, which we'll go into another time. Um, and I really was interested because Hannah, who, um, uh, interestingly, one of our previous guests spoke about uh, hempcrete and the, mm. the value of hemp mm. and materials. So we're going to talk about materials, materiality, and that, that sort of blur between luxury and lifestyle. We're going to continue mm. that conversation mm. with, with Hannah. Mm. Excellent. Look forward to it. See you there.